0: This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co host,
1: Jennifer L.W. Fink, mom of four boys. And I'm Janet Allison, teacher of many more. Thanks for joining us as we share real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. Jen, you might need to grab a tissue for this episode. Okay. Because you know what? What? It's our anniversary.
0: It is our anniversary. I cannot believe that it has been two years already that we've been doing this. Two years of putting out content. And for us, more importantly, talking almost weekly.
1: Pretty much. Sometimes more than once. And the weeks that we don't talk, I kind of miss you. I know. I know.
0: We definitely have gotten used to talking to each other, to bouncing ideas off of each other, and uh, you make my life better, Janet.
1: See, I told you, you (laughs) would need tissues. I need tissues. I've been thinking a lot about this episode, and we decided to just celebrate our second anniversary with a spontaneous, we have no idea what we're going to talk about episode. Because we never lack for things to talk about, but it's really a celebration. We are doing something that is leading edge, that has changed lives, that has touched lives. And you and I are all about being of service and. Yeah, it kind of leaves me speechless, believe it or not. (laughs) And as anybody
0: who's been listening for a while knows, that's shocking. (laughs) You know, the celebration for me is really that so many people have joined us on this journey and are continuing to be a part of this journey. We've said it before and we'll say it again, but I can't change things for boys on my own. You can't do it on your own. That's part of why we joined forces on this project. And we now have listeners in more than a hundred countries around the world who are taking the information that we share and applying it in their lives with their children, which is helping their relationships, which will help their children be fantastic parents someday. And you know, as we parents do, they share a little bit of what they learn with a friend, when their friend needs it. And I really see, potential to exponentially influence people and that makes me happy not for me and not for you but for boys whose lives are going to be better as a result of it
1: and the partners they grow up to partner with and you know it's it's your it's our way in this big big world that can feel so overwhelming and even the issues around boys can feel so overwhelming but I hope for our listeners that we've been able to ground some of those things that can feel big and scary and overwhelming and, ah, what do I do? And, and bring it into some practical strategies and tips. And, you know, we do plug in some humor because if we didn't, where would we be? And You
0: can't talk about parent or work with boys without a sense of humor. Um, you just can't, <laughs>
1: um, and you and had I, me la- and you had me laughing before we pressed record this morning, Jen. Yeah, so the stories that you share about parenting your boys definitely keep things real. You want to tell them how real they? Oh, are oh, I will. Twenty four hours. <laughs>
0: So, yesterday morning started off great for me as we 're recording this it 's the beginning of February, and the day before we recorded, I got my first article published in the New York Times For a writer, this is huge. this is the kind of like career thing you aim for, and you try and you think i 'm never going to get there and I got there. There was so much back and forth, and if anybody wants to know more about the background struggle. Um, Hop over to my Building Boys Facebook page because the whole thing I posted about in there. But the article went live, and I was on cloud nine.
1: Like yes, and I'm celebrating my life, and life is good. And, and then, I got to pause you before we get to the end, then, and just say congratulations. I am you. so proud of thank you. you, and I know the background struggles, and I know how hard you work in your writing craft, and. It is definitely a pinnacle in your career. And there will be more because now the door is open. I hope so. we will post a link to that article in the show notes. Oh, hell yeah, we will. (laughs) And
0: then. And then there's a couple and thens. I drive my youngest son to school because, you know, parenting doesn't stop, even though you think you're a professional rock star momentarily. Drop him (laughs) off at school. My phone rings. It's my oldest son. Hey, mom, how's your morning going? I'm like, great. And for a second, I thought he called me because my morning was going so great. But for the real second. story was that his morning was not going great. He's 22. He uh, lives in, uh, in the Nashville area. And somebody broke into his car the night before as he was sleeping, broke two windows, stole his backpack, which included his laptop. So immediately Uh-oh. I go from feeling, you know, Top of the world professionally, and like all of that doesn't matter because my kid needs me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's such a visceral reaction. He's 22 years old, and he is a very competent, very mature 22 years old. He doesn't need me to talk him through any of the logistics. He knows what to do, he knows how to do it. He's got friends there who support him. They'd already called the cops and they were waiting, but like that's where my head was. It was thinking about him. Yeah so the morning goes on he's okay i get back in celebratory mode and then
1: and then
0: and then
1: part two child number four (laughs) no there's an in-between part there's another up
0: (laughs) i had a scheduled phone call with an agent As you know, I have a book proposal that I've been trying to get some interest in. I want to write a book about raising boys. Shocker to all of our listeners. I'm, I'm sure that that's what I want to write about. So I had this call scheduled. We had a fantastic phone call, Janet. It was great. Like, this guy gets it. So I was again feeling like, yes, and my head is spinning in all these future directions in a very, very positive way. And during our call, I did notice I had uh, two phone calls attempt to come through, but I'm not going to hang up on this call to take random phone call from a number I don't recognize. Get off the phone with him, check my messages, and every parent listening is going to recognize this. My message thread said, mom, 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 <laughs> and my 14-year-old was at school and not feeling well. Oh, So I immediately went to school, I got him, I got him home, and uh, yeah, within hours, he was feverish and puking, and it was, I was grounded in the experience and practice of parenting in real time. There you go. But because I have these boys, because they teach me every day that a sense of humor is necessary for survival, this morning, when said youngest child was feeling better, he slept through the night, no longer fever, she's keeping down food. I had to write the school excuse note, which I hate doing, you guys. I hate it because I was a homeschool parent for a number of years. So the fact that I need to justify to somebody why I had my sick child at home, just, I got to get over it. (laughs) So I decided to amuse myself. And here, and I quote, is the note I wrote. Dear school, I dealt with Sam's vomit yesterday, so you didn't have to. You're welcome jennifer fink <laughs> and then i did put on the bottom he had a fever and that he's love, fever love, free love, and, you know yeah, please yeah. excuse his absence but i gotta have some fun where i can have it and you know what i guarantee you that those office ladies are gonna laugh at that
1: absolutely yeah they need to laugh will. too yep they do because they've had to yeah anyway because
0: they've had sick kids coming in and out of the office all week <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so you definitely keep us grounded and keep it real, and I thought I listened back to our first episode because just for I meant fun to do that, and I didn't
0: because my kid was sick and puking on the
1: couch yesterday. there you go, well, it was good, yeah. I think so. But, but, you know, two years has passed and I have run into some people who have said they've gone back to the very first episode and started listening all the way through, which I thought, wow, thank you. You're our heroes. And that's a lot of time because we're well into our second hundred episodes. Yeah,
0: we're well over a hundred episodes. Yes.
1: And so I thought, you know, we have a lot of new listeners and it'd be kind of fun to tell our listeners our origin story because some of them don't know that I raised daughters. I didn't Mm -hmm. raise sons and how we both got on this journey of advocating for boys So I thought it'd be fun to kind of recap that a little bit.
0: That's a really good idea because I don't expect anybody to go back and listen to 100 plus episodes. Great if you can, but listen, if you're raising boys, you just don't have that kind of time. Probably.
1: Probably Um, If you're
0: listening, you know from that past story, I am currently raising boys. That's why I'm doing this. I have four boys. The youngest is now 14. The oldest is 22. That's the one that was robbed yesterday. And then in between, I also have a 16-year-old and a 19-year-old. And let me tell you, they do keep me grounded because I know I told you this yesterday. My 19-year-old also sent me a very well-thought-out, well-articulated message yesterday that said two things. Uh, Number one, I can't believe they hired you to write about memes. And congratulations. (laughs) And that he was proud of you. He, Did, was, proud that, of he yes. was proud of me. He was proud of me. And he has a perspective at 19 that's a deeper one than I have. And I encourage him to share his perspective as well. So mm. in the course of parenting, I ended up with these four boys. I had to learn about boys to survive my life. And that led me to start a website. It was a blog originally. First, it was blogging about boys. That was like 2009. I rolled that into building boys in twenty thirteen, and I think it was soon after that that we connected, right
1: yeah, we did a we did well, I interviewed you for boy talk mm-hmm. and well, to back up a little bit just to bring the story together in a in a cohesive way, I raised daughters, my girls are in their thirties now, and I was a teacher in the mid nineties. I had my elementary ed degree and I had a class of boys and I was shocked because nowhere in my training did anyone talk about how boys and girls might appear a little bit differently in the classroom. So I got really, really curious and I reached out to Steve Bidulph and Uh, Michael Gurian at that time. And And those were the big names. Those were the only names at that time. And I started coaching parents and my first iteration of my business was actually called The Language of Parenting. I didn't know that. I know. I didn't think you knew that. The language of parenting, because it's so much about communication and the words we choose and the thoughts we think. And so that was the beginning. And then I really just, I had my business coach saying, you need to focus on one thing. And I really, really realized it has to be boys because of my experience in the classroom and what I observed everywhere I went parent-child interactions that I would watch and just go, oh, no, there's got to be a better way.
0: So let me ask you a question. Given that you raise daughters and that you came to this curiosity about boys and you know what's going on by being a teacher, when you initially started and decided to focus on boys, were you planning to focus on like helping teachers understand boys at first? Were you planning on working with parents? And if so, did you feel at all like, I mean, yeah, I know a lot about boys, but I haven't lived with them?
1: I, actually, both. And, you know, of course, still, I have never raised a son, but I gotta say, I'm going to have a son-in-law very soon.
0: You guys should see the expression on her face. She is glowing. Like her face is radiating sun rays right now.
1: He is everything a mother could hope for, for her daughter. And that's going to make me cry, but that's going to make me cry. He's amazing. He's a great, a very wonderful man. And what I hope for all of you And what was the question again?
0: When you were starting out and you decided to focus in on boys.
1: Yes. So I have never raised a boy. And yet in all of my teaching and all of my speaking and working with teachers and working with parents... I feel like I have this body of information. Mm -hmm. I've had, you know, a cajillion hours of conversations with experts, with you, with Steve Bidolph, Maggie Dent, you know, on and on and on. And so I've got this huge reservoir of information and experiences shared with me of stories and the way I bring it to people is that you have your own experience. A teacher has their own wisdom of teaching and the craft of teaching and being in the classroom and let's put them together. I don't have all the answers. Let's put them together and see what we come up with. And it's going to be different for every parent, every family, every teacher. And yet they don't know, parents and teachers don't know what they don't know. And I'm here to give you more information, new ideas, this thought from over here, that story from over there. And together it just creates this energy and synergy that then we can come up with new solutions and new ideas.
0: You know, I think you just articulated part of why we work really well together as well, because that also is my approach. You know, my degree is in nursing. It's not in psychology, teaching, counseling, any of those things. But like you, I have developed this body of information over 20 plus years. I love that you said you have a cajillion hours. Cajillion may be my new favorite number, made up number, but it's a okay. lot. Cajillion hours of conversation with experts. I mean, that is how you learn. And then furthermore, you know, you talk about you're drawing, both from your experiences in the classroom as a teacher, understanding education, learning from parents, interacting with different parents and children. And so I, I don't have education experience in the classroom but I do write a lot about education. And, and so you I do,
1: homeschooled.
0: Well, that's true. And I homeschooled. And I do a lot of research for articles about you know, education theory and education trends and what works and what doesn't work. And my background from being a nurse, I do a lot of health writing. So there's all kinds of research that I'm up to date on and looking at all the time. Mental health issues, physical health issues. And what you said before is beautiful. Like there is no one answer that's going to help every parent. We could have two parents that are dealing with what looks on the surface to be a very similar issue. He just won't listen to me. We hear that all the time and we all deal with it all the time. But the answer, how to deal with that is going to be different for every single family, depending on what are your circumstances? what's your kid like? What are your values like? What are your resources like? What's your support like?
1: Yeah. So how did we come together, you and me? I interviewed you for a Boy Talk, which were, was an interview series before podcasting, if you can believe it.
0: The world existed.
1: It did. Do you still
0: have that interview? I know you have um, a lot of your older resources. I'm just wondering if that's one that you could pull out sometime.
1: Oh, I should look for that. That would be (laughs) so fun. Really digging in the archives. But then we decided we had so much fun on that conversation. It's like, hey, let's do a webinar together. Back when webinars were really popular. So we did a webinar called Help My Son Hates School. Is that the one we did? I
0: thought it was Help My Son Hates Homework.
1: There was that one also. Did we do two? I think we did school first. We may have. Anyway, we've done a lot. So we had so much fun and we worked so well in doing that. And then you sent the fateful email two years ago in January. And I don't even know how you came up with the idea of inviting me to to do a podcast with you, but I'm sure glad you did.
0: Oh, I know how I came up with that idea. So, you know, podcasting um, was getting big. It was getting to be a thing. I knew a few writers that had already transitioned into podcasting. I saw the potential there. And if I was going to do a podcast on anything, it was going to be about voice. I also know that or intuited that podcasting is a lot of work I knew there were, there were technical aspects to it that that is not my expertise at all and I knew from doing the webinar with you that you are less scared to tackle the tech stuff than I am you're much more willing to dive in and say like yeah I'll learn it I'll figure it out and I knew that you are motivated and on track, and you will stay on track. And I knew that your motivation and enthusiasm, and if I had a co-host, you, that that would help me stay on track and remain accountable. Like it is hard work to put something out on a regular basis every week. When life happens, when you have sick kids, you know, when something when happens, it dies. Body,
1: yes, which you- really covered me during that time. Absolutely. And I so appreciate that. Yeah. To do this together has just been made it feel so seamless. And as you said, I love doing the tech stuff. I edit every episode, which means I get to listen to it more than once. And get ever so familiar with our little quirks we were talking about the other day, our our speaking quirks and how we've gotten a little better with our ums and ahs, but there's still some funny things that each one of us does. So knowing that very, very intimately now. And I'm um, wondering
0: if as you're saying that
1: our listeners are, are thinking of them in their heads,
0: if they know our verbal quirks in the same way.
1: Ooh, well, t- write it down in the comments let's hear yeah let us know
0: (laughs) let us know what do you hear like how do you recognize our what are our things that we do
1: oh well we do we both and it's normal human speech of like connecting our thoughts with an and or a and so and you know kind of those kinds of things which our listeners hear some of but they also don't hear a lot of because they're on my cutting room floor so to speak <laughs> and you know is always a big one oh, Wait, especially
0: I, for those of us
1: and did you hear it i just did the and thing oh uh, yeah you
0: know is really big for those of us from wisconsin
1: is that yeah it's really I, big yeah okay okay some people use it a lot some people use like a lot i'm raising my hand oh, no don't raise your hand because well I think that I have gotten better about it. And
0: this is what I was saying to you yesterday when we were talking offline. This very practice of recording every week for two years has made me a lot more conscious about how I string words together.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, what I really appreciate about you and how I knew this was going to be a great partnership is you write our show notes. And writing show notes is not for the faint of heart. And I hope that our listeners I hope that you'll go to onboyspodcast.com with a hyphen between On Boys and look at the show notes. It is a wealth of resources that you have posted there. It not only summarizes our conversation, but it adds links and resources and book titles. And it is truly a treasure trove of information.
0: Thank you for that. Yeah, the show notes are a great place. You mentioned the word curiosity before. You know, you said you got really, really curious, and I'm the same way. It's why I'm a writer. It's why I do this. And so when I do a blog post, when I do show notes, I always want to give people resources where they can dig deeper if they want. Certainly not every episode is going to resonate for every listener in the same way. Certain ones will speak more directly to you and an issue that you're dealing with or your family is dealing with. And when you hear one of those, especially, please do click over to the show notes because there will be additional resources for you. And you, I just did the and, didn't I? You did. And... There is a place where you can ask questions. Leave us a comment. If there's something that you feel that we didn't adequately address in that episode, let us know because we always welcome suggestions and questions and it gives us ideas for issues we can tackle in future episodes. And that's such
1: a good point, Jen. I want to really touch on that and I want our listeners to really feel this warm embrace that we have you know it's not just me and you sitting here looking at each other when we're talking for me i don't know how it is for you but it's this i feel our listeners i feel this crowd this community around me as i'm speaking and i know that for both of us that connection is so important you have a huge facebook group, Building Voice. I have my Boys Alive Facebook group. And the conversations that happen in that group also fuel our conversations. And people tell us, oh, did you hear about this book or this person? And we really appreciate that. We don't know everybody on the planet. And we know there's great resources out there that we can pull in and interview
0: Speaking of great resources, you know, we recently talked with Peggy Orenstein about Boys and Sex, her new book, and she mentioned a couple of resources and uh, one of them with a title I can't remember right now, but it's another book about sex aimed at teens and parents of teens. And she called it a seminal text and that it was so important. And so I ordered it and it came yesterday, I believe. I was flipping through it a little last night and this morning at breakfast. It is fantastic oh yay can be read by parents can be read by teens and I was just flipped open to chapter five randomly and chapter five basically talks about good sex nice what what is good sex what makes good sex and as we talked about in our conversation with Peggy so often we are not having those conversations with our kids and if we can't if we don't articulate for them what good sex is, and if the only messages we ever give them are, don't do it, and if you do, don't get pregnant, don't get a disease, like we set them up for all kinds of problems. So yeah. I will pull up the name of the book, and I will put a link where?
1: In the show notes. In the show notes. And this is where our task, our love of podcasting is amplify because now we can reach out to that author yes, and hopefully they'll agree to come on the show and then we can share that author and her wisdom or his wisdom with you. That is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The book is also uh, striking to me because it is the most inclusive book that I've ever seen about uh, sexuality aimed at teenagers.
1: I want to give our listeners a heads up because we Want to bring you the information that you want to hear, but that means we need to know more about you. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are on our subscriber list, if you're in our Facebook groups, you're going to start seeing an audience survey. And we hope that you will take a moment, it'll probably take less than five minutes to fill out the audience survey. And again, the link will be in the show notes, but please if you see that when you see that take a moment tell us about yourselves tell us what you need tell us what's important to you because then we can spend the you know the next years getting even better and bringing you even more important and timely information
0: we realized for instance that recently we've done quite a few episodes that have talked about teenage and tween issues and we know that we have a lot of listeners who have kids in that in that demographic and are definitely dealing with those concerns but if we have a lot of you who are dealing with littles at home we want to make sure that we're talking about issues that you're wrestling with every day whether that's potty training or naps or separation anxiety at preschool so, please do share with us. We want this to be useful for you. As much as we enjoy talking with each other, we don't want to just talk to each other. We want to talk to you.
1: Yeah. As I was thinking about this episode and thinking about our two years that we've had together, you know, the other thing that our listeners might not realize is that we recorded for close to a year and a half. Yeah before we met in person
0: yeah janet is located on the west coast of the united states she is in oregon and i am in the middle of the country in wisconsin because we met and connected online and because the internet exists god bless it we're able to work virtually and that's what we've done and our first in-person meeting was a year and a half into working on this project together. We attended a podcast conference
1: called Podcast Movement. That was in Orlando in August, 2019. And wow, the anticipation. And then it was like, oh, there you are. And it was so much fun. We had a blast. I think we were there for about five days. And it was so much fun learning more about the podcasting industry. But most of all, just hanging out in the hot tub at like midnight because it's so hot in Florida. You don't want to be in a hot tub during the day.
0: Also, and because
1: those thunderstorms roll through
0: in the afternoon and they have the lightning warnings and they won't let you in the water.
1: Yes, that too. That too. But yeah, so we've actually only been in person live together once and yet, wow, wow. There are times in your life when you meet someone that you just click with, and Mm -hmm. that certainly has been the case with us. And over the years, now we can say over the years, Jen, I have developed an admiration and respect for you, (laughs) not only professionally, but personally also. Why this works is, I think, that we trust each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It wouldn't work otherwise. It wouldn't work. And you know, we've done this long enough now that we haven't always agreed on everything. And that's fine. Yeah. Because that trust is there. And because we have the same end goals in mind. We want to help parents, teachers, grandparents understand the boys in their lives and help those boys thrive. So as long as we have that same end goal, we can get through whatever's in the middle. Yeah,
1: and it's okay to disagree. Mm-hmm. And we have, and we probably will again. Probably, probably, yeah. Life is but real that way. Most of all, we we do we do pretty much agree about most everything. We and do, we do. I think we can agree that we will be carrying on into the future for for the unforeseeable future, because both of us oh, our dear listeners. We love what we're doing. And I yeah. hope that that communicates and that, that you feel that too. And we are passionate about advocating for, for you and for your boys.
0: Please do watch for that audience survey and let us know what do you want to hear more of from us? what's on your mind, what's on your hearts. Because when you share with us, we can make this podcast the most useful that it
1: can be. Yeah, because we are Real Talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. Amen, sister.
0: That was perfect. That was a stroke of genius at the end there. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. You can find the show notes for this episode at onboyspodcast.com and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast with your friends and even your community groups and schools will benefit from knowing about this resource. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison And we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men.